0: Hey everyone, this is Casual Fanatic. Film reviews without the shoes. I'm Luca, your casual viewer. And I'm Cayman, your fanatic.
1: Cayman, how are you doing, my dude? I am doing
0: pretty good, my dude. It is melting here. We've still got. A few patches of ice here and there, but uh, not stuck in the house anymore. So that's that's good.
1: Oh, that's huge. Yeah. Wait, so melting, you mean like all your snow that you've had finally out there is, is disappearing?
0: Well, yeah, we had like a a solid week. Well, I, I had three days where it was just constantly below freezing. And then the next like four days after that, it would get up to like 40 during the day and then freeze again during the night, which meant all of the yeah. like top layer of snow was like melting and refreezing and melting and refreezing. It just got like super, super slippery, but
1: it's been consistently above
0: 32. So stuff is
1: slowly just draining away. Good. Does that mean you can do some outdoorsy activities? Yeah, probably could. That'd be, that'd be a good, uh, good little Sunday activity. Do you have anything planned for the rest of the day today? Or are you just kind of hanging out? Um, I know
0: Melanie's having a bonfire later today. Ooh, that's fun. So, yeah, that'll be fun. Other than that, I don't really have anything else. Chillax, then. I feel that.
1: All right. Well, besides our fun lives, um, what are we talking about today? Today, we are talking about the 2022
0: movie, uh, Matilda the Musical. I believe it. the official title is Roald Dahl's Matilda the Musical. Um, it is on Netflix. I think it. it got a... Might have gotten a theatrical release in the UK, but everywhere else it, it just opened on Netflix on Christmas. Actually, um it was directed by Matthew Warkis. uh Screenplay was written by Dennis Kelly, based on a stage musical by Tim Minchin, based on the book by Roald Dahl. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think the I think the stage musical is like still touring. So
1: wow, really? Yeah. Oh, that is sick. That's awesome.
0: But uh, yeah, because it had a mostly netflix release we don't really have good box office numbers for it but
1: oh true yeah well anyway That's what too did funny.
0: what did you think about matilda the musical
1: dude i i mean i absolutely loved it yeah i thought it was a fantastic movie one that i would watch again interesting for sure what uh what'd you like about it <clears throat> okay so i loved <clears throat> sorry my throat i I think the the filming was spectacular. The colors they used was just on point. I also think that the music, the way it was written, was fantastic. And dude, the acting in this movie from everyone was just, I mean, it was amazing. All right. What about you? What do you think?
0: I think I had a very different experience with this movie. Really? Yeah. I don't know if... It's just because the old movie is so stuck in my head. And so it was like hard to watch it without comparing them. But I, I felt like it just, none of it felt right. Like everything was just a little bit off and not in a good really? way. Oh, that's interesting. Wait, why? Like I said, this is probably just, it felt weird because I'm so used to the original movie. But um, I felt like in that movie, it was like normal situations but then everyone like the people were very extreme and in this movie it felt like the situations were very extreme and the people were like kind of normal and i felt like that i don't know it felt weird to me that there was like all of these crazy like the world is crazier in this movie but the people are not reacting to it as intensely versus the other movie like nothing that happens is that strange, but the people are like so emotional and intense about every single thing, and I feel like that's mm. more more interesting to me.
1: Interesting, yeah. I I don't think I cared as much about those other people as I did in the original movie. Like you said, I, I get where you're coming from, though, for sure.
0: Like like as an example, and I don't. This isn't a spoiler or anything, but I feel like in the original movie talking about like the chokey. in the in the original movie it's like it's just an old closet with some nails in it and it's like yeah that's crazy but it's like relatively normal but everyone like when people talk about the chokey in that movie you can like feel the fear and it like it feels very intense and everyone is actually scared of being thrown in this closet versus this one the chokey itself is like this super crazy thing where it's like this hand built shed out in the middle of a rainy forest. That's like chained to the ground. And it's like super, super crazy. But then I feel like when people talk about the Chokey in this movie, they don't feel as scared about it. They're just like, Oh no, the Chokey, you know mm. what I mean?
1: I mean, when it was mentioned every time the kids did, you know, get extremely scared. I mean, but, yeah, wait, but it wait, just wait. like, they do we didn't want to have a spoiler. Do we need to talk about spoilers first? Or do we, we want to just we, go we, into it? We'll just, uh,
0: we'll come back to this, but, um, okay. I guess let's, uh, let's, let's put a pin in that for now and we'll move on to the Boxing Ring. Uh, I will go first this time. And I'm going to say, um, a, a musical adaptation of Roald Dahl's, um, charming story about a girl with, uh, extraordinary talents who Mm -hmm. um stands up to
1: adults (laughs) i don't know Mm, okay all right matilda having grown up in a world that is not as colorful as everyone else's has spectacular mental magical powers that she uses in order to save that she uses in order to protect the ones she cares about that's good yeah
0: all right, this says an extraordinary young girl discovers her superpower and summons the remarkable courage against all odds to help others change their stories whilst also taking charge of her own destiny, standing up for what's right. She's met with miraculous results.
1: Mm, okay. <clears throat> what are we thinking here? I don't know. Um. She did say something around the lines of, <clears throat> dude, I don't know. I need water or something. Because because you said helping
0: people, and this says help others change their stories. Yeah, but that's it, it. Also says standing up for what's right, and I mentioned her like taking a stand. I don't remember specifically what I said, but um, I think we both said extraordinary. I don't know.
1: Yeah, I don't know how you feel about it. I'm thinking a tie. That's tough.
0: All right, do you want to? Do you want to do a tiebreaker?
1: Let's do it. How do we do this? What's what's uh, you going for today?
0: I don't know. <laughs> let's say um okay how old do you think uh alicia weir the girl who plays matilda how old do you think she is
1: hmm oh that's the main girl right yep <clears throat> i want to say she's around seven no yeah seven okay i'm gonna go with ten okay
0: <clears throat> and whoever's closer wins i guess yeah all right alicia weir is 13 in that movie well she's 13 now and it was released last year so I guess maybe she would have been 12 but still
1: wait no no but like during filming
0: well I don't think they filmed this four years ago
1: yeah what was what, what's her name
0: alicia Weir weir
1: yeah uh, uh well. 11 to 12 years old. Yeah. Wow, what the hell? Uh I was even
0: thinking I was like when I first like asked the question, I was going to say 12, but then because you said sec seven, I second guessed myself and went down to 10. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I thought I was going off of her teeth and her vo- voice like what it sounds like. I guess voice isn't very good, you know, but like to have the the, the teeth missing there in the sides like that at 11 to 12? Is that right? I I don't know. Yeah, that feels right. Um
0: Elena's- Elena's nephew is around that age, and he is losing teeth.
1: Interesting. I guess I just forgot how old I was when I had all that stuff. (laughs)
0: Um, Yeah, so I guess I'll take that one.
1: Yep, it is yours. Um, I don't think I've ever won one where we had, like, the second-guessing thing. Like, how long it would take the movie to film and, like, that shit. I've never been able to win one.
0: You just gotta, you know, learn more about children.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I guess so. I'm not trying to pick ones that like favor me. You're favoring yourself, dude. Especially that movie one, bro. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. All
0: right. Let us take a quick break and then we'll come back for our review.
1: Let's do it. We are back. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. We are about to get into the spoiler section, I believe. So, because this is a newer movie than the last 1996 Matilda, we have to um, invite our guest in to let you guys know that this is the spoiler section starting. So, here he is. Ladies and gentlemen and others, this is the spoiler section. If you don't want the movie to be spoiled, all righty. Thank you. Thank you. All right. So, came in where do you want to start? Um, let. OK, so let's go
0: back to our previous conversation. Um. I, I think, yeah, like I was saying, it just felt to me like the people in this movie weren't as like animated with their performances. They were still good performances, but they weren't as over the top, I guess, as the first movie. Um, but all of the things that were happening were more over the top. And I understand there's like an element of that because it's a musical. So obviously everything's going to be a little over the top, but I would expect that to carry over into the performances as well. And I felt like these performances didn't feel as, um, as like wild and, um, like passionate as the performances in the first one.
1: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I don't know if I agree. Tell me about it. I if, if we're comparing it, are we, are we doing like like a review? Jeez, let me get some water. One second. Yeah. I have a water right here next to me. Give me one second. I don't know what the phlegm is about. I haven't eaten anything today, so I'm confused. Anyway. Hope you're not sick. No, I shouldn't be. I shouldn't be, no. It's just the morning. <coughs> There's like something in my throat where I feel it. <laughs> That's so fucking annoying. I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry. Um... Are we going to be like doing a comparison of this movie to the first movie or are we going to be reviewing this movie as this movie in a musical?
0: No, we'll we'll like we're reviewing this by itself. I just like wanted to like the, one of my points is comparing it to the other movie.
1: Okay, okay. All right. Oh, wait. So we are comparing it to the other movie.
0: Yeah, but that's not going to be the whole thing.
1: I got you. I got you. So sorry. Say your comparison one more time? Now that I've I'm on the right track.
0: Um I I said I think the original movie had normal situations with extreme people and this one had extreme situations with normal people
1: interesting
0: and i'll give just as another example to help illustrate my point because i don't know if my words make sense sometimes but like in the first movie like there was oh and my roosters decided that he's gonna play along now um (laughs) um in the in the 1996 movie There's a scene where Matilda puts um, hydrogen peroxide in her dad's, like, hair oil. right? And it bleaches his hair. And that's, like, a thing that hydrogen peroxide does. Like, people peroxide bleach their hair normally. So it's, like, that's a pretty casual, like, that fits within reality. But the reaction to that and, like, her gluing the hat on his head is, like, they like make a big deal about them trying to like yank it off of his head and they're like in the middle of a restaurant tripping over tables and like food flying up in the air and it's this whole big thing. And then in the new movie, um they I, I don't they don't show what she puts into his like hair product, but it like turns his hair like neon green, which is like unless she put literal hair dye in there, like nothing would do that. So that's like a very, unrealistic situation but then they like only briefly freak out about it and he's just like he's just like upset in the morning he's like oh my hair is green and then when she glues the hat on his head he just wears the hat the rest of the movie until the very end and they don't like rip it off his head like they do in the original so it's like
1: well they tried to though
0: yeah but it was like a very brief scene and like in the background it wasn't even like the focus
1: uh yeah i think there was a part with the hair dye to where she showed what the bottle was and the bottle was a platinum blonde hair dye extra strength and I remember her putting it into like his like, hair product or perfume and maybe that like had a different reaction to make his hair go green because I remember them showing the bottle All right, I um, don't I
0: don't remember seeing the bottle but even if they did I I don't know what kind of blonde hair dye would turn your hair green
1: Yeah I don't know but as for like the glue part. I mean, I get kind of where you're coming from and and I I understand you saying that in the movie OG movie they had very extreme people and not situations. But I think I think for for musicals, I don't know. I feel like the people, maybe not the kids as much, but like they I, I still think they were pretty extreme with, you know, Trunchbull and her outfit and the way she talked to people and the way she, you know, she did the same throwing thing with one chick and her pigtails. Um, I I, I don't know. I I do think like the magical effect that they gave Matilda with like the glue was a little bit too much. Um, But for some reason, I think the fact that the people weren't as escalated, they changed that into everyone became a singer. And that's, I think, what, you know, spoke to me the most. It was like all of a sudden like all of these kids are just like for every situation there's a song and it really expresses, like, the mood and the theme so that the characters themselves didn't have to do that. Yeah. That's, that's kind of, I guess, the aspect that I took uh, on that of, like, why the characters themselves weren't as, you know, outrageous. No, that's first fair. Movie. Yeah. And I feel like for a musical, to, to do musicals and stuff, you have to have outrageous situations versus just outrageous characters. Yeah. I just,
0: I don't know. Something about it rubbed mm. me the wrong way.
1: Yeah, I got you. I got you. Um... No, I think that's that's a good that's a good way to start it off. What did you think about um Matilda as a character as an actress? Um or I thought she did she did a pretty
0: good job. I think um perhaps her singing isn't it wasn't always as good as I I mean like obviously she's a child. I'm not trying to like criticize her singing voice, but I feel like there were some moments where it was like, oh, this is like a cute little girl singing. And then sometimes I think, like, in the songs where she was like trying to be really intense, it felt, it felt, uh, maybe a little forced in, at some points. Uh, like when- the, uh, the song, um, when, and this is also, I guess, like the, the, I guess, camera work didn't help either. But in the song where, like, right after she stands up to Trunch Bull at the, um, the obstacle course and she's it's like singing the song about being in the center of the storm. And they like, camera keeps whipping around her head. I like really didn't like that song. Mm,
1: I can see that. Yeah. I I mean, each song had like its own, you know, taste to it. Yeah. Uh, they were very, very dispersed and different each and every one of them. was your favorite song? Um, damn. My favorite song. I think it was let me look at my notes. Actually, hold on. Hmm. Quite honestly, one of the songs that will stick out to me is the one that Trunchbull sung. Interesting. In like the end-ish of the movie, well, middle-ish of the movie. um, And then after she finished singing, uh, Matilda was like, you stupid, horrible bully. Yeah. Kind of like in that area. So like it, it was, she was singing during that army boot camp. Yep. And I think she did just such a fabulous job and her, her vocal techniques and the way she like, you know, pronounced words and just, at the end held that, that high note with like the raspiness and the strength, yep. it, it, it hit home for me. It was very good. Um, but I also think that the movie started off in such a pleasant and like fun way with like a, just a pop of colors. Um, because like when, when you start the movie, the first thing that pops up is just verbiage. It says to change the world, it takes a little miracle. Mm-hmm. And then basically you're brought into like the super bright yellow, blue, orange hospital in like the kids ward where there's parents and new babies walking around and kids and they're all like happy and singing. And I think that that was just such a good intro to a movie, but also such change from the prior movie yeah. that they had. Um, I yeah. will say
0: I think they whoever was the like casting director did a very good job choosing all of those babies because every single baby in that intro was cute.
1: Yeah, I agree. And then they also added a a child with Down syndrome. And I thought, you know, inclusion is amazing. The fact that they did that versus, you know, just showing the beautiful whatever babies. Yeah. They had babies of all sorts, like big, small, round, skinny, you know, all that stuff was spot on. Um,
0: I think my favorite song is the, the one uh, that like the cake song with uh, I think Bruce uh, is his name.
1: Yes. Yeah. Dude, they spelled one thing that I didn't understand is like when if you have subtitles on the way they yeah. spelled Bruce was B R U I C E or something like that B R U C E U I C E. Yeah. But then when in the song they spelled it B R O O C E. Yeah. So I'm like, well, which one's right? <laughs>
0: <laughs> um. But yeah, I think I think overall, I I didn't really. I thought everyone did a good job of singing. I think all of the songs were like well performed, but I guess maybe I'm not as in love with like the writing. I feel like none of the songs really felt that memorable to me. Mm. Like I guess did I you- guess like the the cake one is good and I, I just felt like cuz I've I've watched this movie twice now and I like still don't really remember the words to any of the
1: songs like they just don't stick with you yeah granted i'm just like really bad with that in in general but i, I do think that there were like some really strong moments in this movie of um like when she was talking about her her father yeah. and like sydney she was crying during that part because like it, when, it uh, gets honey, super emotional
0: miss honey was talking about her father
1: yeah yeah sorry when honey was talking about her father but also when um matilda was like explaining her story to the the um librarian this helped like that was another she was strange thing
0: is i i guess like in addition to the telekinesis like in this movie matilda is also psychic because she just like makes up this story and then it turns out to be actually miss honey's life wait say that again i i said it it felt weird to me that matilda was like psychic in this movie because she's yeah, like that, making up I the agree. story for miss phelps and then we find out later her entire story is like true and because it's like that's miss honey's life
1: interesting
0: because she is uh, later uh miss honey is like starts talking about her parents and she's like oh yeah my mom was an acrobat and matilda like finishes her sentence like and your dad was an escapologist and she's like how did you know and i'm like yeah matilda how the fuck did you know <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah i think like when She was like doing this story. I thought she was putting her like own her own like experiences into it. I didn't realize that she was, you know, being a psychic. Yeah, I don't know. That was weird. I, I would agree with that. But I do think that they meshed. Well, besides, I guess, that little crunch of like your dad was this. and Your mom was this. That was a little bit cringe. But I do think that overall to have her, you know, doing this story with a librarian and then like. Going back and forth and you seeing these different places such as like the windmill and the lake and all that stuff. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think that did add something to the movie for me. And it, it gave you more of like a, a deep background versus having to do like a flashback or something crazy like that.
0: Yeah. I And the, I think they it, that was like kind of taking the place of like because there was none of the like going to Miss Honey's house or any of that stuff. Yeah like the like sneaking in and trying to get the doll and the chocolates and all that like none of that stuff happened and so i guess rather than having that be the method of learning miss honey's backstory they just like sneak it in through this weird storytelling thing and then they're like oh hey yeah that's miss honey
1: okay okay yeah what did you think <clears throat> oh i also think at the very beginning the doc singing was very good um i thought i just- thought he did a good job i was a little confused because it felt I don't know. It
0: felt unnecessary. And I guess like not every song has to be necessary, but I feel like, I don't know. Every other song was like main characters. And then there's just like this random doctor singing that we never see again after the opening scene.
1: Yeah. yeah but he did a yeah. good job. Yeah, I agree. Sad that he didn't come back at one point, you know, later in life, but whatever it mm. is, it is what it is. Um, I, I think that the children that they had placed in the movie, like the, the children choirs that you would hear singing and yeah. like the acting yeah bro i don't understand how kids of that age could perform to a caliber of that i mean i guess i understand they're like famous probably in hollywood whatever it's another like level but dude i've been in choirs where i've seen kids that age and not all of them are anywhere near being mature yeah. so well i guess when you're like
0: kids putting on that level of a production they probably had like crazy amount of tryouts and you just only take the good ones.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, true. But dude, I mean, amazing. I, I, I can't say it by, in, in any other way than that. Like, I think that the performances of these kids were just spectacular. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know. It's just something about the way they performed and amazing. I, I don't know what, what else to say. It. I was literally blown away by how great their, like, vocals were and, and all of that stuff. I just, hands down... Amazing performance. Nice. Um, I agree. agree. Yeah. Okay. So let me ask if you also got this vibe from the the beginning ish of the movie. Yeah. Did you ever feel like they were taking things kind of from Harry Potter? Uh, No, but um, Elena mentioned
0: something about that.
1: And I want to I want to see if it's the same thing you're talking about. (laughs) Okay. there were I think there were two instances where I, I, I think I only wrote one of them down. Let me look. There were two different instances, but I only see one here right now um, where they were talking and then after the the child's acting and then they were like, well, you have to like talking about prefects and whatnot. (laughs) Yeah, dude, I looked at Sydney and like the way they were talking about it. It I don't know, like the whole thing just literally gave me Harry Potter flashbacks and I was so shook. I looked at Sydney. I was like, I didn't say anything. And she looked at me. She goes, Harry Potter. And I'll go, yeah, like what? What's going on right now?
0: Yeah, they they were like, we're prefects. We're here to take you to class. And Elena was like, "Okay, way to steal from Harry Potter. But I was like, yeah, you know, prefects are a
1: real thing, right? Like that wasn't made up for Harry Potter. (laughs) That's true. That's true. Prefects are a real thing in England for sure. But like, I don't know the way they like played it off. It just it gave me such Potter vibes. It was wild. That's funny that you guys and Elena had the same thought. It didn't even cross my mind. (laughs) Really? Yeah, that's hilarious. I like looked at scene. I was so confused. I was like, wait a minute, what's going on here?
0: Uh, what did you think about uh the parents?
1: Um the parents. I think that they were a lot more toned down than what I wanted them to be. I agree. But granted, I mean the dad was a fucking dick in this movie. You think so? I think he did say some like pretty cringy things. Um, but I do think that they should have, like you said earlier. Those are the two actors that I wished they would have like really pushed forward. I think the woman was okay, but the dad was just too normal for me.
0: Yeah, I I, I feel like for me personally, they they didn't feel uh, like their meanness wasn't. It didn't feel like it was out of cruelty. They didn't feel like they were cruel people. It felt like they were just stupid, and their stupidity led to them being mean to Matilda. Yeah, and I was like, I don't know if I like it where they're like i don't know they they didn't feel mean enough they just felt like idiots
1: yeah i mean they they were definitely put out to be idiots but also in the original one they were put out to be idiots you know
0: yeah but they were like idiots like like purposeful idiots like oh we don't like books around here we're just gonna sit and watch tv but like i don't know they i don't know <clears throat> i can't I was even kind of, of upset that they didn't principle. sorry what were you saying what were you gonna say about the the brother
1: yeah, so Cindy was like, at the very beginning, she was like, well, where's the brother? And I, he never showed up. Yeah. And then I also missed out on the fact that, like, you never got any scenes with her sitting down with the parents, like, watching TV. Like, they didn't really push that very yeah. much at all. And they also
0: didn't have, like, well, like, I guess as an example, like, in, and I know we said we weren't going to compare to the old movie the whole time, but, like, in in the original, they, like, are purposely not sending her to school because they're like no you need to stay home and pick up packages for us and then in this one they're just like oh no we forgot to send our kid to school
1: yeah true and i think also like that the thing with like the dad's job and all that stuff was never really pushed so you never really understood why everything about
0: his job is like him telling stories but we never actually see like anything about his job. And they also change yeah. it where at the end, like instead of running from the police, they're like running from like some gang members or something like that.
1: Yeah. They were running from the mafia Yeah, because they sold the mafia, a car that was chopped in half and glued together. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know. But yeah. It's,
0: it's strange that they didn't put the the brother in this one.
1: I agree. I, I don't know what the motive was behind that.
0: We also didn't get a whole lot of scenes of um like matilda being smart like i guess like obviously there's the scene in the classroom where she like does that huge math formula on the board but i feel like the whole thing where it was like oh yeah matilda like learned how to take care of herself at three years old and she's like like making pancakes by herself and like yeah like i don't know i felt like they until you get to the classroom and she does that formula, there's nothing really in this movie that's like, oh, wow, this is a really smart kid. Aside from her, like reading a lot of books.
1: I agree. Oh, that's true. Yeah, I don't know what that's about. They they didn't really, I don't know. She, she gave the vibe. She gave off like this energy of being extremely smart and all of that jazz, you know? Mm-hmm. But I don't know.
0: Yeah, it felt like they talked about her being smart more than they showed her being <laughs> smart.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. And that was a problem for me, in my opinion.
0: also didn't like that this Matilda didn't feel as, um, didn't feel as pure. Do you know what I mean?
1: No. What do you mean by that? Like,
0: um, like, she was just, like, being a troublemaker, but without any good reason? And, like, I I don't know. It's, like, I really am trying not to constantly compare to the old movie, but you'll have to forgive me a little bit. Um, But, like... I feel like in like even going back to the the whole like dyeing her dad's hair thing in in the original movie, she did it because her dad said um, when a, when a person does something wrong, they have to be punished. And she like in her mind takes that to be like, oh, so if my parents do something wrong, I have to punish them like that's the right thing to do. Right. But then in this one, she's just like, I'm mad at my parents, so I'm going to fuck shit up. Hmm and even when like later when uh, when Miss Phelps like specifically tells her she's like remember two wrongs don't make a right and she just goes unless they do and i'm like okay but that's not the right attitude to have
1: <laughs> yeah <clears throat> i don't know i think uh, that's tough i, I it, it don't i don't like rebellious well with like, say <laughs> what I was, I'm sorry are you oh my
0: knock my mic um i was just saying i i don't like the i guess naughty matilda i felt like before it felt like she wasn't necessarily being naughty she was just doing what she thought was right
1: yeah but this matilda like has
0: a whole song about specifically about being naughty
1: yeah that's fair that's fair i don't know i just it's hard because i just liked her so much
0: yeah no she was she was good i just like she could have been better
1: yeah i agree I, i guess they they i don't know they made her out to be uh i don't know I don't know why they made her out to be kind of like more of an evil, low-key evil, like out of spite to do this thing versus like, she's kind of dumb because she never went to school and so she has no morals because all the morals she knows is from her shit parents. Yeah. So I I agree with you there, but I also do think that it did fit in with the musical aspect of it.
0: Yeah. And obviously the the musical, like they make a bigger deal out of her like leading a revolution or whatever at the school and yeah i guess it was like a different vibe they were going for instead of being like oh hey matilda is standing up against all of these evil adults and then at the very end uh the kids like pitch in and and learn to stand up for themselves but in this one they're like kind of from the beginning they're just like looking for like ways to start trouble and like even like the i don't remember his name they don't really i feel like i only know one other child's name because they like really don't mention any of the kids names in this movie
1: <laughs> no they really don't the only one that they mentioned is the one's name who's i guess we don't know the correct spelling of uh bruce bruce yeah yeah
0: there's also like lavender was the other girl that started with her and i think um amanda is the girl with the pigtails. But I'm like, yes, yes, yes. Racking my brain to remember those names. <laughs> I
1: mean, granted, you know me, bro. I don't know anyone's name. So it is. What but it the is.
0: the kid, the the kid with the curly hair who um like poured something on Trench bull's seat. I don't even remember what it was,
1: but like the with the curly hair.
0: Yeah. And then remember, they like hide him under all the coats. Oh, Nigel. Nigel. OK, yeah.
1: Go me. I wrote his name down. Good job.
0: But yeah, Nigel, like, without any input from Matilda is like already pulling pranks on Miss Trunchbull and i feel like that's something that none of the kids would be doing if they were as scared as they should be
1: uh i don't when did when did he do that was that like an honest prank or
0: yeah cuz he he was like he he was like oh no miss trunchbull's angry because someone poured something something on her seat and it definitely wasn't me and then he was like but her legs stuck to the chair and everyone laughed
1: yeah, true, true, true. Mm. It
0: was just like things like that, I guess, is what made it feel like they the children weren't as scared as I feel like they should be.
1: But I mean, they did give it like a super scared vibe, like at the very beginning of the movie. And it was like extremely military too. like. Yeah. Mm, and like also the way it was shot in the school, I thought all, all the shots within the school were pretty cool. And also Miss Trunchbull's like office with all the cameras and stuff. That was weird. I mean, it
0: felt very like a 1984.
1: Yeah, honestly true. Yeah, but again, granted. I mean, I feel like that did show the fear of like her basically counting down, um, you know, g- give you 10 seconds before, you know, whatever, and then they start running all over the place. Yeah. So I feel like that did show some fear, but well, I also
0: I guess maybe just not from a th- physical standpoint, obviously, uh, Trunchbull in this movie is played by Emma Thompson and she's not the most physically imposing person and obviously they like put prosthetics on her face to like give her a big jaw and but she's like in the movie you can clearly see her like wearing lifts on her boots yeah and i I feel like that made her also less scary because it's like you're not actually that big you're just like trying to look big
1: i don't know i think her outfit was on point although i will say the first time you were introduced to her the shot it was just straight up boob I don't know if you noticed that. (laughs) I did not. But dude, like the first shot where she's like introduced the half the screen is her boobs. That's hilarious. I I like that. Sydney, I was like, dang, those are some big boobs. And She was like, are you going to write that down? I was like, no, I'm writing. It's a cool outfit. (laughs) Oh my God. But then like afterwards, like in the middle of the movie, Sydney was like, man, I wonder what like her cup side is. Oh my God. Because they're they're just so big. It takes over so much of her physique in that movie. That's funny. Yeah. But I, I don't know. I think. Yeah, maybe Trunchbull wasn't as scary as the OG
0: one. Well, because she also, like, we even talked last week about how, like, a, a other Trunchbull was, like, literally growling at kids and, like, acting like yeah. an animal. And, yeah. like, I don't know. I feel like this Trunchbull didn't have that same level of ferocity.
1: I agree. That was missing. The, just that, the animalistic character of, like, she doesn't care about kids at all. And then they also made her in that musical during like that military training she was putting the kids through like it went into her imagination and all of a sudden she's like swinging on the swing and like like
0: the whole thing with her like falling in love with horses and she has like curly blonde hair i'm like this is not a scary person
1: (laughs) yeah yeah i mean that did take away from it but again like to me personally that just adds to it being like a musical it's like this like big pull like forward and backward of yeah you know, emotions of like different displays of these characters and like really bringing color into this movie with song and with visuals. And I feel like with the old movie, if you did keep it so rigid and so like animalistic and whatnot, it maybe wouldn't have come over as much as a musical as they may have wanted it to. That's true. Yeah.
0: Um. I also think. Um, another thing that I felt a little weird about is so in during the the intro scene with Trunchbull, she has the song about you have to always follow the rules and you can't stray from the path ever. Mm-hmm. And she's like made out to be, be this huge stickler. But then later during the uh, the cake scene, um She like specifically changes the rules after Bruce finishes the cake and she is like, oh, sorry, I'm actually still going to punish you anyway. And I, I like I guess I would understand if they were like trying to point out like that, like saying she is a hypocrite and like, yeah, she talks about the rules, but she doesn't actually follow rules. But I feel like the movie never calls her out for that. And it even like there's a moment where Matilda, like even specifically says, like, no, you said that. If you finish the cake, he would be forgiven and you're cheating. And then I like, I thought for a second that this was going to like, they were going to confront her about this and be like, why aren't you following the rules since you like rule so much? But then yeah. it, she gets mad at Matilda, not for calling her a cheater, but for saying no to her. And I'm like, I think you focused on the wrong thing there. Trunchbull.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm trying to think of that scene and what I, I get, I understand what you're saying. And I think I, I felt the same way, but I feel like I, had another feeling come up with that scene of like, my question was not, not as much of taking the 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 stance on, you know, telling the truth and following the rules. Yeah. For me, it was the word no. Yeah. I was just really confused why Trunchbull was so against that word the whole time. And, and they put so much emphasis on that yeah. versus the rules even. Yeah. And I think maybe that's, that's kind of what you know, pulled me away again from Trunchbull being so, like, having such a military um, persona. But then, I mean, I guess in the military, you don't like the word no. You just want yes ma'am, no ma'am kind of thing. But that's the one thing that, like, stood out to me versus, I mean, the rules thing was definitely a flaw of her, you know, after the cake and then changing the rules and into her favor. But again, she's not a good person. And I think that's that's kind of what they were trying to do. So, And
0: I also, I think um, I think the, I didn't I didn't get the same, I guess, satisfaction from her being thrown out of the school this time because it was like Matilda just throws her out with her telekinesis and like tosses her out the window. And then Miss Honey goes and picks up the keys and she's like, OK, bye now. But yeah. um, like in the other movie, it was like this whole sequence of her like walking down the hallway and all of the kids are like throwing food at her. And it felt like more of a like a triumphant moment for the children versus this one is just like. Matilda took care of it.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's strange. It, they, they made Matilda seem way more powerful than Trunchbull at times. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah, and the, I, I, Matilda's powers in this movie were, like, insane. Like, first of all, we already talked about the fact that she is apparently a psychic, but then she, like, I mean, I guess, like, I don't know. There's no, like, hard limit to telekinesis, but I feel like the biggest thing she does in the original movie is, like, like, I don't know, she picks up one of the other children and, like, moves a painting around but in this one she like creates like a giant monster out of chains
1: yeah well it's not a monster she's well, yeah, cr- it's, it's supposed to
0: be a uh, the dad yeah miss miss honey's dad but yeah. still i don't know it was crazy
1: well the, the thing that i thought was weird about that is like right when she touched it the the chains all fell so i'm kind of like mm, how does this work <laughs> yeah i don't i don't know granted it, it is a musical and all that stuff but I mean, compared to the first movie, again, I'm doing a comparison. She she was a quite a bit more powerful, maybe, but actually maybe not because if you remember that scene in the old movie where she was sitting outside the window and making the balls fall down the stairs and like making the paintings switch places and throwing one in the fireplace and all that stuff. Yeah,
0: I guess in the old movie, it was like, yeah, it, in this one, she does like one big thing, which is like the big chain person. In the old one, I guess it was like, showing her strength by the fact that she's able to do a lot of little things all at the same time
1: yeah 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 and i think that's different like here she really had to focus on something and you could tell the way they were shooting it like they zoomed in on her face and her eyes and like her her face was just completely in in focus and trying to figure this thing out and and make it work yeah but yeah
0: um yeah i think that that's the other I don't even know what I was about to say. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> I just lost my words.
1: I Hate when that happens. But yeah. <laughs> um. Let's see here. Uh, do I have another thing? What did you think about when Matilda showed off her her um you know brains the first time she met Miss Honey
0: with the the math problem on the board? Right. Um. I guess I don't know. I feel like, and this might just be because I'm dumb, but I feel like when something is like too hard, then it's almost not as impressive. Do you know Mm, what I
1: mean? Really?
0: Like I feel like that giant formula on the board is like, yeah, that looks intimidating. And I probably couldn't do it. But also I feel like because I like first of all, they don't really show a close up. But also I'm like, I definitely don't understand any of that problem. So it's possible in my head for it just like because like it's I know that it's possible to have like giant, like big, scary looking formulas like that that actually aren't that hard like just because a formula is big doesn't mean it's complicated
1: i get that yeah and
0: so i feel like her solving it wasn't as impressive because i don't understand how hard that problem is but a simple a simple multiplication thing like 10 times 438 or whatever the numbers were in the first movie i'm like i know i can't do that in my head so the fact that she got it in like half a second i'm like i know how impressive that is because i know how difficult that problem is
1: yeah i mean don't you think though that the fact that you just don't even under, like you understand that that's a formula and X equals something. Don't you think that's also pretty impressive that she was like, well, and then she started talking about like other common factors and whatnot. And then she kept going because like I kind of understood where she was coming from. So to me, I was like, God damn, like impressive. Yeah. But I, I do guess understand I, it's like also the just... simple, the simplistic value that she did in that first movie as a kid maybe comes across as more impressive.
0: I guess also just because I don't know what she was writing because i'm like if she's just like working it out on the board like that's impressive that a child would know how to work out those problems but like writing stuff down is not as impressive as just like being able to do it all in your head
1: yeah okay yeah
0: like if she had just like looked at the board and she was like oh yeah x equals 24 i'd be like oh shit okay
1: <laughs> yeah yeah uh, what did you what? think well I, oh when i was going with that um Was remember in that in the first review where I basically said like they gave me like a weird, like almost like they love each other kind of vibe, like weirdly too sexual. Yeah. In this one, I did not feel that way. I felt that Miss Honey, rather than playing it as like, Oh my god, I love this girl, she played it almost like as like a standoffish, like a like a taken aback kind of way. And I think that was like a really good change from the first movie to where like Honey was like drooling over her, and then this one she like was way more like I don't know how to like more professional as a teacher. That makes sense.
0: Yeah, see, I think <laughs> I think that was honestly like part of the same negative that I was talking about before for me is like because her her relationship with Matilda felt um like less intimate. Like I feel like in this movie it was like you're a great student and I love being your teacher and I think that you're special. And in the first one it was more like I like want to be your mother and like that's a little weird but at the same time like matilda needs a mother and miss honey lost her mother and so there's like there is a like a um there's a hole there that needs filling with both of them having maternal problems um and so i I don't know it felt it made sense that they would like form this connection and be like hey do you want to be my daughter because i would really love for you to be my daughter and in this one it's more just like oh well I think you're a really good kid and I don't want you to have to leave. So I guess I'll take care of you.
1: <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. What, what, what did you think about the way they handed the kid over
0: that? I don't know. It That was, I guess another symptom of how I was saying earlier about the parents, like just kind of being dumb. Like I felt like uh, they tried to play it off as if it was like this, like touching moment because he like finally called her his daughter instead of son. um, but at the same time, it was just like, well, I guess we we don't really have any room in the truck. And if you want to take care of her, I guess you can like it, I don't know. I felt like and as, especially I don't know There, it wasn't very formal at all. Like there was no like adoption papers. It was just like, all right, bye.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was just kind of weird. Yeah, it was a little strange. And I also thought it was weird that the dad at the at the very end called her his daughter and she was like, what did you just say? What did you call me? And I was like, why did they add that? Like all of a sudden he he used to call her his son the whole time. Now, now he's calling her his daughter and she, I don't know what that change was about and what it was for, but
0: yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think they were like trying to make it this touching moment where like, oh, now because they're saying goodbye, he like suddenly cares about her a little bit. And that like it felt strange.
1: But then like she took the hat off for him and he just left happily ever after. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But I, okay. So that was that. Um one of the funny moments in this movie which you know was kind of real was when uh she the teacher Miss Honey took Matilda to her shack of a house and uh, uh Matilda was like dang they must be paying teachers like really badly. And, <laughs> yeah. And, they, and no she said, "Wow, they pay teachers really badly." That's exactly what she said. And I I thought that was just too funny cuz you know that's kind of true. So
0: yeah, I think Miss Honey was like uh yeah, they do, but I'm also poorer than most.
1: Yeah, true. And then she explained all the stuff and things.
0: Um, Just a, a little thing that I had wrote down, because it, like, I don't know, like, really caught me off guard. I got a, a very weird vibe from it, but there was a certain line in one of the songs. I think it's the the song that Matilda sings when she's putting the hair dye in the oil or whatever. But there's a line she says that says, If you sit around and let them get on top, you might as well be saying you think that it's okay. And when she sung that, I was like, that feels a little victim blamey to me. Like, I know this isn't Mm. like, has nothing to do with sexual abuse, but like, I don't like that line.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Why did it not sit right with you? Because what about it? What do you mean? What about it? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Tell me what about it didn't sit right with you.
0: Does something about it sit right with you? No, no, don't flip it on me now. (laughs) I already explained my problem with it.
1: Yeah, I guess. No, I agree with you. I agree with you. I just wanted to see, you know, your explanation in depth. Let's see here. What did you think about um, the visuals that we got of the mom and the dad? And like the circus and all that jazz.
0: thought they were pretty interesting. I will say, I guess part of it was just my impatience. But um, the first time I watched it, I was like, oh yeah, this is like an interesting story and it's pretty and whatever. But then the second time I watched it, I kind of like fast forwarded through all the circus scenes because I felt like they, I don't know, they didn't really, other than being pretty, they didn't really do anything for me.
1: Really? Is it just because, I don't know. I mean, they they give like that emotional backstory of her parents and then, you know, finding out that the mom actually dies giving birth to Miss Honey and then the dad eventually leaving and dying because he went to confront. Yeah, but I guess um, that's,
0: that's like, um, it felt less emotional to me because it was all like retroactively true. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, because the, the entire time she's telling the story, like you're led to believe that she's just like making it up. And so I'm like, oh, this is just a made up story. So it's like, it's not that emotional. And then at the end of the movie, it's like, oh yeah, all that stuff happened. And so I'm like, oh, like, well, like I can't be, I can't be retroactively emotional about it. And so it, You
1: weren't emotional about it from the get go. Not really. No. Really, I was. That the story was drawing me in, and then like the pauses that she did, because like she didn't know the rest of the story yet, it like drew me in even more. Just like the librarian.
0: I don't know. I didn't. I, don't, I guess maybe I'm heartless or something, but I didn't. I didn't hit me that way.
1: Damn, you cry during every other movie, but not this one. That's crazy. <laughs> you cry during Avengers movies, not this one, bro. What? Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, macha. <laughs> well you know from my perspective i think it was like extremely emotional and also sydney it was super emotional for her um i i didn't like cry or anything in this one i don't think because i was taking it more like literally as a story yeah but then like when i did find out like wow like this actually did impact honey and like you can see the pain on her face and in her story yeah i will say i kind of kind of hit i
0: kind of called it pretty early on that it was going to be miss honey's backstory because first of all like i get they're trying to be inclusive or whatever but it felt weird to me that matilda's made up story was about two black people <laughs> and then i was like what other black characters are in this movie oh just the one teacher okay cool cool cool
1: <laughs> yeah that's fair that's true that's true that's true
0: and then especially when uh when like miss trunchbull came into the story and they were like oh yeah the the evil aunt." had like the contract. I was like, "Oh, okay, so these are Miss Honey's parents. I get it now."
1: Yeah. Yeah. no I'm with you on that. I I feel like I I did low key know prior to, but it hit me more emotionally when I finally found out and Honey was there to show her emotion How crazy it would it be okay. if
0: like the their their kid was like the doctor or some other random black person?
1: <laughs> Bro, that would be such a twist. <laughs> it was like the doctor at the beginning.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying.
1: <laughs> yeah. Jesus. Well, then they have to bring him back at one point, but they didn't. No. Um, but yeah, I think for me overall, I think that um, the sets that they had set up for for these scenes for the filming and whatnot were yeah. amazing. I think the lighting was great. I think the the, the the dance routines, the choreography and the singing together really just brought out that that show choir vibe that.
0: Yeah, that the dancing theatrical. was great. And there was even do you remember that? uh that video I sent you that someone had remixed the, uh, the dance at the end of the movie with, uh, lose control by Missy Elliot.
1: Yes. Yes. Yes.
0: Freaking gold right there.
1: Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you know, uh, I need to watch the movie again. Honestly, like I low key, I probably won't, but you I already said you would. Said you would. <laughs> I know. No, I'm saying I like, I would watch it again, but then I'm, if I would get to it, I'm like, oh, well, I already watched it. <laughs> yeah. The only movies that I would watch again are like the Harry Potter movies just because like that has like a childhood like place for me. And I think the reason that maybe these movies don't hit me possibly as much as they do others is just because of the fact that like I didn't have this as a child growing up. You know what I'm saying? I gotcha. Like I remember talking to my buddy Eric and he was telling me about this new movie and how much he loved it. And he for him it gave him like what is it called when you have flashbacks to your childhood kind of thing? Like nostalgia? Yeah. It gave him like a lot of nostalgia and i i personally i didn't have that you know with this movie so i couldn't i can't talk on that point but i can say that another one of my friends when i told him that we were reviewing uh, the 1996 one told me that you i have to watch the first one because it just gave him that nostalgia factor yeah um which yeah, i think, is I think cool. that like
0: i said in the beginning i think that did color my view of this movie because the other movie is so attached to my childhood and so like in my head, when I think about Matilda, that's the story that I think of. And so when they change it, it's I mean, it's it's kind of like how people were like when a movie comes out that's based on a book and they're like, oh, my God, I love this book. And then they see the movie and they're like, oh, well, that that didn't feel right to me. And this is the, yeah. that's the same sort of feeling I got is like in my head, the other movie is like the right version. <laughs> and so because this one isn't that I'd like it does. It does affect the way that I watched this
1: one. Oh, gotcha, she got gotcha, gotcha. OK, yeah, I understand that. I understand that. Other than that, I don't believe I have any more like incredibly big notes. Um, just the one minor thing. If you remember in the first movie, when that lady cook brought the cake to the kiddo, she was like acting all gross and stuff and like walked away and scratched her butt. She did the same thing in this movie. She walked her way and like it gave her another shot and you could see her scratching her butt when she was walking away. That's funny. And I love that they nodded to the fact that they did that on purpose in the first movie to make it more gross for kids, you know?
0: Um, all right. Well, yeah, that's all I've got as well. So I believe that means it's time to move on to trivia. Let's do it. Uh, I don't have too many facts this time, but I did find a couple, um, Mara Wilson, who played Matilda in the original movie, turned down a cameo role saying that she didn't want to fly all the way to England just for one day of filming. Wow, really? Yep. (laughs) Okay. And then what did um, they do? Pam Ferris, who played Miss Trunchbull in the original, was also offered a cameo, but supposedly turned it down because it clashed with rehearsals for a stage play that she was in.
1: Oh, no way. That's so lame. How did they turn this down? They get paid for it.
0: Yeah, but if you're doing other stuff.
1: Yeah, I guess. But you can take time off. (laughs) (laughs) Ugh, I guess.
0: Uh, it says, in the stage version of the musical, Trunchbull is traditionally played by a man.
1: Oh, wow, really? Yeah. I think that kind of takes away from it, though. You think so? I don't know if I enjoy that. Yeah. Like, why wouldn't go- why wouldn't it be okay for it to be a woman? Why can't they just make it like a, you know, why a man?
0: I think it's just a like a choice to make, because obviously Trunchbull is meant to be a very masculine woman. Uh-huh. But, and so I think... It probably just makes it easier i don't know
1: interesting maybe to put a Uh, strong man up there
0: (laughs) this has the the chain magnus sequence where she like creates the dad all of all the chain out of all the chains uh appears neither in the stage musical or in the book and it is unique to this movie interesting yeah so that that scene wasn't in the wasn't in the stage play and wasn't in the book they were just like you know what we need a giant person made out of chains
1: Yeah, I mean, it it was a it was a move. It was a choice. (laughs) It it was a choice. It was a choice. Uh, When the film was due to go
0: into production in late 2020, uh, the COVID-19 pandemic had closed movie theaters. Sony wasn't confident that theaters would be allowed to open anytime soon, so they pre-sold the film to Netflix. As it happens, production was delayed by six months and didn't start filming until May of 2021, meaning that by the time the film was ready to hit theaters, the
1: theaters had reopened. Okay. So they, they timed it perfectly basically.
0: Well, they missed their chance cause they like they, they could have released it to theaters because the timing worked out, but they didn't know that theaters were going to reopen so soon. Oh. So they sold it to Netflix.
1: Oh, do you think they, they kind of regret that decision? Uh,
0: it depends how much Netflix paid them. I don't know.
1: <laughs> That's fair. That is true. That is true. That is true. I'm sure Netflix gave them a good amount of money though for this movie. Yeah, I bet. I bet. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's, uh, that's all I've got for trivia. Uh, great. I be- believe it's time to get wrecked.
1: Let's do it. Um, I'm going to, I can go first. I'm going to stick with my kind of, I've, I've been, I've been doing things with foods lately. So right. I'm a, just kind of stick with that. If you have a central market near you anywhere, or, you know, if you live in an area that has a central market, they have organic Italian sodas. Um, different flavors a ton of different flavors of different italian sodas at the central market it's a central market brand and like this nice glass bottle and i highly recommend you try the blood orange flavored organic italian soda it is hands down my favorite every time uh, sydney goes back i ask her to bring some with me with her or me yeah um yeah they're just hands down a great ass uh, soda nice yeah you know,
0: I, I think i'm gonna do a, a food one as well um, let's do it. There is a uh at Trader Joe's. I don't know how many of you have Trader Joe's close to you. Our our closest Trader Joe's is like 3 hours away, so we don't go very often. <laughs> but
1: Dude, mine is a 10-minute walk. 7 to 10-minute walk.
0: <laughs> yeah, it, we it it we have to like be on a trip to go to Trader Joe's. Wow.
1: So what did um, you get from there that was worth mentioning?
0: Um, they have some corn salsa. Um, I forget what it's called. I think we have some in the cabinet. I could go grab it. But they have a a jar of, it's like sweet and spicy corn salsa. And it's like so heckin' delicious. Like if you're ever having a party and you need a dip, screw the queso, screw the normal salsa. Like get you some of this corn salsa and it will scoop some of that up with a chip. Delicious. Absolutely delicious. It's the perfect amount of sweet and spicy. I love it. Is it the
1: Trader Joe's corn and chili tomato-less salsa? It has like corn in it?
0: Oh, yeah, it's it, uh, mostly corn.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it is. If you Google Trader Joe's corn and chili tomato salsa, maybe that's it. You can buy it on Amazon.
0: Let me look it up real quick.
1: Yeah, if, if, if that's it, let me know. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's it. Corn and chili tomato salsa.
1: Okay, I'll have to give it a shot. It's good oh, stuff. Say less. I, I'd love eating that. Interesting that it's tomato-less for salsa. Pretty cool. That is pretty cool. Uh,
0: So, yeah, that is... Those are our recommendations for this week.
1: Those are the wrecks, babies. Those are the wrecks.
0: So for our audience, I would just like to say, please be sure to subscribe to the podcast and leave us a review. Tell your friends and family about us. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at CashFanPod. If you want to send us a message, you can do so on either of those platforms, or you can send an email to casualfanaticpodcast at gmail.com. Luca, what kind of messages can they send us?
1: You know, they can send us anything from... um movie recommendations to show recommendations. If it's just, you know, one episode, Um, you can send us recommendations for get wrecked, literally a recommendation for us to let the audience know of if there's something out there that you love. Um, You can also give us tips and tricks for things that you could see us adding into our podcast, things that you like in our podcast that you wouldn't want to change. Um, But yeah, around, you know, those things. Um, And I also just want to say again, thank you from Kevin and I both for being listeners we do truly appreciate you all um keep listening we're going to have more content out for you guys um and if, again if there's anything that you want us to review just let us know
0: 100 this has been casual fanatic thanks for listening thanks for listening